welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, and welcome to a post-Evo edition of RSF Radio. It's the podcast where we talk about what's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter and the FGC at large. I have a very special guest with me tonight to talk about Evo, what happened, and what has transpired afterwards, and what the community is like. I got St. Cola on the line. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Joe. How about you? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck me. I, I'm not. I'm not going to get it. Get into it on on this particular show. But something happened uh, at work today that has me in in quite some way. Uh, mm. I'll just I'll say this much: if uh, if gun violence might be something that uh, has affected you or something that you feel passionate about, I urge you to continue to uh, do as much as you can as a citizen to maybe influence policy. Vote. That means vote. That people out there vote. Please I, vote. I suppose maybe contact the people you need to contact. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly the way I want to start this show, but it, I I have to be honest about it. That's that's where that's, that's where I'm at to the point of like I'm I'm so mad. I'm I like there was a point today where I got so furious furious. I was I was cackling at how mad. Like I don't know if anyone's ever been in that position where the, all they could do is maybe that's just my like innate response to like survival mode where it's like something like to to be in danger i just i laugh in the face of it i don't know if you're that way i don't know if that's how you respond to to things like that but i i get in in a way where i I might laugh at appropriate inappropriate things and that's that's where i was today i was so cackling mad it's like a defense Uh, mechanism like so like yeah almost to hold you back from going the deep end like uh, I, I see, like I do it too sometimes. Like I'm like, I, I gotta. You can only laugh at the absurdity of it, you know. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, I guess that's how I, I am as a player as well. Uh, I know that some people who are watching me play in pools at Evo were like, "You just started laughing, and it was very intimidating." <laughs> uh, which, I, were you around during pool? I can't even. It's all a fucking blur, man. Uh, it was a blur for me too for pools because I literally. I think I may have hit up every single pool mm-hmm. because I was like bouncing on to local players. Right. Oh, and then there's this good player over here. I want to watch him. I want to watch him play. Oh, it's my friend from the EU. I got to watch him play, and I got to bounce around. And then now my two friends are fighting, and it was difficult. So I, I think I might have caught a glimpse of you playing for a second. Um, you were rocking the Zengi the mecha costume, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I tip, okay, yeah, no, I, I go the the purplish pink mecha yes. mecha geef. That's that's my my go to costume now. That that Mike took the Mike and I had we didn't necessarily have a a costume battle, but <laughs> we ran a set one time and it ran it ran at such length and I felt defeated enough to say I concede this costume to you. This is now your costume, so I'm no longer Santa geef. I oh. am, I'm fine with that. I, hey, I lost fair and square. True and mecha 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 geef just as good. It's got its good qualities. You got little wings. You take them off if you don't like them. Yeah, (laughs) I like the mecha geef, and I I mean I can't have the geef costume, al geef costume now because Kachipamu. But we'll we'll be getting to that eventually. We're not we're not quite ready to talk about finals just yet Hmm. because we're start we'll we're still talking about pools. Pools was man. It is it is so it is. It becomes continually more difficult to see all the matches that you want to see at Evo at any given time, specifically because the rate of which incredible matches are happening 
even in regular pool play and especially in like top 64 play. Uh, I don't know if you experienced anything like that this Evo. I mean, literally. So I this game has gotten is what's been like four years, a little bit of change to a point where everyone is so good. Like the baseline is like decent right now. And then like oh, yeah. it just goes up from there, right? It's so, like mm-hmm. almost even even the scrubbiest matches have gotten at least semi interesting to watch. And then you have all these players who have who've just gotten way better. Then you have all this new emerging talent. And then of course at bigger tournaments like Combo Breaker and obviously Evo, you have people who only come out to like one or two tournaments a year, but they're 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 fucking amazing. Like you got people mm-hmm. from Japan, like this is their tournament to travel to, and they just they put on a show. They knock out a bunch of killers, and you're like, who is this guy? Or right. people who like don't travel that much are like, man, he just took out like a Japanese like player that people know about, right? Yeah. So it's the amount of great matches that happens and you don't see is is it's ridiculous. And it I kind of makes you angry because you're like, if I was at home, I'd be really upset because oh, I'm yeah. missing all this good stuff. Oh yeah. I think the one of the the main ones that people were like, Hey, how did this happen off stream was the, the punk versus problem X match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was a loser's match too. It was like, it, it, it all happened so fast. Like top 64 is, is always the, the most electrifying part of Evo. I think specifically right. because what they choose to do is they have four setups on two different tables, right? And typically only two setups will be used at a time. Sometimes that's not true. Sometimes three are going off and that is, that, that makes things even crazier, but they'll have one match going on on either side of the, of the table, but winner side on one table, loser side on the other. And sometimes players will, just because it's easiest for the TOs to do this, of right from the match they lost directly into their next match, because they'll just be pulled right into it. So I watched Punk lose to Momochi, and then immediately hop on the match against Problem X. It was almost like no time in between. And I was like, oh fuck, he just came from Losers. This is Punk versus Problem X. This like, and it is Lin Loser's side, which I don't know if they were streaming at the time. I have no fucking clue what they were streaming. As yeah. someone who's there standing in it, it's it's impossible to tell exactly where you are in the bracket at any given time. But like, and from what I hear, like Smash TG wasn't updating all the time, so oh, oh, like what, you're trying to check to see what happens, and you're like, where do yeah, I go for the next match? Yeah, absolutely not. There's no chance that it, well, even if it, it's being reported by the the tos on, t- it's like fucking. They have to rely on on convention internet, like no. And also, yeah, this is the, the second time in a row. I forget the name of that. Is it like Black Hat Con or like whatever Hacker Con or whatever the fuck is <laughs> like? Con. Yeah, I think it's Black Hat. Oh, okay, yeah, like the Black Hat thing. And if you don't know what it is, it, I don't necessarily know what it is, but it's basically people who are like, let's hack things. And right. why would you get on the Wi-Fi when there's a hacker convention right there? Come on, Right, like folks. you don't know what's going on with that, right? That's some dirty Wi-Fi. There's some people who have, have dipped into that Wi-Fi. And, you know, you get into the Wi-Fi, and then it's like you've been with everyone else who's been on that Wi-Fi. And <laughs> it's, I mean... And pretty, soon every, and pretty soon everyone's been on the Wi-Fi. And that's, you know, your your phone's no longer special. It's no longer yours. It belongs, your part of your phone belongs to everybody. Tainted. Enough, yeah. Enough it, with that illusion. 
you got to make it juicy for the people at home. Trying to, trying to create a little, little sexual audio for you folks out there. <laughs> anyway, by the way, sorry for Brick was doing a little little growl. Backpack was sliding a little bit. He was having none of that. You know how you know how <laughs> he's he like. Gets. Excuse me. Yeah, he's he's like nah. Things moving around on on eye level with me. No, thank you. Not a fan. But <laughs> but anyway, top sixty four happened. Very exciting. It's always exciting. It, I don't know why this is, but every year it seems like the first people, and I'm not trying to. I mean, I am trying to point them out for for doing this because I feel like it's it's their crew who does it every year. Right. I feel like specifically the people from the EU are the first people to grab chairs and stand up behind everyone in the crowd to look <laughs> over top of people to, to get that like arena like seating around around one table. Right. Where there's already like about 100 people surrounding a, a very small table to watch literally what could be a a grand finals match happen in like top 64 of pools. And it's always the EU crowd who, who plants down a chair and they, they carry it with them and they, they stand up on top. You uh, know, what's really funny that you said that I was watching Bonchan uh, and uh, I think it's Vega patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching them play and I was watching it with the EU crowd and half of them had chairs. Yep. So you're you're absolutely right. Like just you're watching Angry Bird, and it just like Big Bird and I were just sitting down in some chairs. I'm like, this is actually kind of smart. Okay. Uh-huh. I the, see you guys. They're the first people to, to grab, them and it's like, well, yeah, okay, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, you mentioned a player just now uh, that I think is is worth bringing up. Uh, let's. Let's just let's hop into the deep end, actually. But let's let's talk about grand finals, right? Okay, let's, let's jump right in there. Let's just get right to it, because what people don't might not know about you is that you have been uh, authoring articles for Red Bull, which one I think is awesome because Red Bull a couple was it even like a calendar year ago was like we're out of the game no more fighting game community articles that no no more of that they basically were washed their hands of it uh but now here you come and you're writing up all these articles their players are doing great and we got a red bull finals on our hands yeah and uh for the people at home that don't know i called that <laughs> right when top eight started i called that i i I talked to you before top eight and you said, I'm thinking Red Bull finals. <laughs> this was, I, I talked it. to you. I think, I think it was Saturday morning and you were like, Hey man, I'm feeling Red Bull finals. I think it could happen. And I was like, bullshit. Uh, that's, that's crazy talk this early in the game. Nah, and you're like, trust me, man. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And you were like, you were like getting real low hunch. hunch. You were like, Hey man, rubbing your hands together. I feel it. It's coming. Yeah. I'm rolling the dice. Let's let it ride. Let's let it ride. <laughs> like, all right. I don't, I don't know if I believe you. That's fucking crazy talk. But then here we are. Red Bull grand finals. Mm-hmm. What can and you tell it, me about that specifically? Because you had the ins with both players, I imagine. So when it comes like, so before Evo starts, right. I actually had, I had no clue that these two players would actually make it to grand finals or even top eight. I knew Bonchamp was going to make it to top eight. Uh, if you watch the FG- FGC translate stuff, you can tell he's a ridiculous player. How he mm-hmm. studied punk and how he's been playing lately, it's no surprise that he made it in the top eight. Although I had a little bit of doubt because if people study players that are on a hot streak. Um, and then 
uh, for Adele, aka uh, Big Bird, right. he has been on a downturn lately, and you can kind of see he's a little shaky online sometimes about like his results and things like that. He even put a tweet out saying, "Can Evo come? Like, can we postpone Evo?" I forgot how many weeks it was or whatever. And I'm like, man, just you'll be fine. You'll be all right. So then during pools, I'm watching these players play, right? I'm watching them make their adjustments during their play. I'm watching them uh, just play like they're on fire, right? And I'm like, I start believing. I'm like, you know what? They're going to both make top eight free. Like for Bonchan, it's going to happen for sure. And Big Bird, I believe in this guy. And then top eight happens, and their paths line up so perfectly. There's no way they couldn't make top eight mm-hmm. because you're looking at um, you're looking at Bonchan, and he's fighting Idom, and Sagat is a decent pick, I think, for Laura somewhat. Um, and I think he kind of picked that to see if Idom could deal with uh, with a Sagat, and Idom could, and so he switched to Karen, right? Who can beat Laura in the neutral, and sure enough you know Bonchan has some of the best neutral in street fighter 5 right now and he dominates mm-hmm. like of course it's going to happen then he plays infectious he already played infectious at versus fighting and he dominated that matchup using sagat who is pretty decent against zeku especially against the old form right. and unfortunately infectious doesn't like to change his programming that guy he says you know what i'm programmed to do a and i'm only going to do a and that means i'm going to stick with old even if it kills me and even if he switched to young, that may, I don't think it would have made a huge difference, but switching, you're saying in old, pretty detrimental. Mm-hmm. So then he's in winners or he's in grand finals, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't think Bunch had to fight anybody else, did he? I'm sorry. I, the, the, my no, memory is bad because was, I was very tired. That was Grant. Yeah, that was his path from top eight winner side to winner's finals into grand finals. That's correct. Okay, good. And then for Big Bird, it, it everything lined up perfectly and it's so oh, impressive yeah. um, because he fought Yang Man who is a Zeku player. And obviously he plays with um, Angry Bird and he's played Zeku before, so he's broken down that character. Um, but the thing is, is that even if you if you study with somebody, you study with somebody else's character like that, right. you ha- there's a chance mm-hmm. where you take on their tendencies and you assume, like even if it's like subconsciously, right. that those tendencies will be applied to other players. Uh, and But Big Bird's really smart. He's a smart dude. And he knew to break that and he played out of his mind. He beat two types of Zeku players that are vastly different than Angry Bird. And he had the matchup knowledge. He understood how to break that, that, that fortitude. Mm-hmm. And he was in, and then the only time I was worried, cause he fought, he fought, um, Fujimura, right? I think uh, it was Fujimura. Yes. Was, yeah. Fujimura. That was the only time where I was like, this may be a problem. Um, because that matchup is, I think it's fairly even, you know, I, both sides will probably say that both characters are cheap, but I think it's fairly even for both. Um, but, he was just playing out of his mind. He's already on a hot streak. He's already warmed up playing these top players. And Fujimura, like, he's very optimal. But people don't know that Big Bird's, like, the most optimal Rashid. Like, he's obviously he's the best Rashid, but he's the most optimal Rashid. And so he did it. And then the, their grand finals, Red Bull grand finals. And just so people know, there was no shilling involved. You know, I was just saying it because I knew these two players would play out of their minds, and they did. You know, I study this stuff. People don't understand. I do study this stuff. It's for commentary purposes. I study players' matches, matchups, and all things like that, the particulars and all that good stuff. I may be dying right, but I know my stuff. You know what's what's funny to me, uh, hearing you say it, in having you talk to to Big Bird earlier in in the like before the tournament and watching him play before, is that actually 
today I went back and I I kind of scanned through Big Bird. He did an he did an AMA on our Street Fighter about almost like three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and just looking at some of his responses and. It was like specifically someone asked him about Game 15, which is a, a old tournament in, uh, I believe it was in the UAE, and he he took first place over Infiltration in a, from Losers Finals, and his response to that was like, I didn't expect to win that tournament, so I went into, and it was just, there was no pressure, and as soon as I got into top three, I didn't expect to get second place, so... I had, he was like, I'm not, I wasn't worried about it. And then by the time I got to grand finals, it was like, well, I might as well just have fun. (laughs) And he ended up winning. So it's like, it's one of those things where I think when he's out of his head, right. Going into, going into Evo with that whole, like, well, I don't have any of this pressure because like, maybe I've been playing bad. And then just all, all of a sudden Big Bird is unleashed and plays like legitimately out of his goddamn mind. He was playing so tight. I think Grand Finals was like the tightest I've ever seen him seen him play. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, Bonchan is on a on a on a different level than other Street Fighter Five players right now. But for him to get even to that echelon is incredible. And obviously, the top eight was not free. Like those are the, those are the best players mm-hmm. of Street Fighter Five because they ran the bracket of the of the most varied amount of of player skill uh, that you'll see this year. Like oh, yeah. uh, some people might bring up Capcom Cup, like who, who like them, they, this is kind of a tangent, but like, is Evo? If you win Evo, are you the best player of that game, or is it if you win Capcom Cup? And to me, it's it's like a branching path. Like if you win Evo, you're the best at fighting a gigantic, varied, and pool amount of skilled players. Some that may only come to this event once or attend a lot. There's a lot of variance there, but you're the best of that pool. Right. Uh, on the other side. Capcom Cup, you are the best at beating the most refined players, the fine, refined amount of players in a, uh, in a smaller bracket, but they're like the most like refined. They've been playing all year, and both are valid. Both are just equally as valid as the other one. Neither of them make you a better player. Like there, There'll be two best Street Fighter Five players this year. One of them is Bonchan right now, right? Maybe it'll be Bonchan again. I don't know. But um, Bonchan is clearly like the best Street Fighter Five player right now. In the in the in the in the Evo bracket, um, but again, for Big Bird to get that far, and the other players that we saw also, Kichipanu, um, Yangman, who Yangman's also incredible, another yeah. incredible Zeku. Like he doesn't travel, and he got top eight. Like that's crazy to me. I feel um, like that that's kind of oof. one of the big stories of of Evo this year is people who don't necessarily even get the opportunity to travel, but then they come along and fucking rack shop. Right, mm-hmm. talk about like Sherry Genix and uh, Arslan, right? Arslan Ash. You know what's insane is that Sherry Genix is the one who made uh, the one who who decided the fate of Tekken Seven at Evo. Like that's incredible. Like Honestly, it was her. Yeah, she nuts. decided the fate. That could have been that bracket would have been a hundred percent different if she had not put in put her foot down and helped out. Like that's that's insane to me. Like it that's and that's another small little tangent um, that people don't understand that if you provide help to the scene in any facet, like you could you could change everything. You could for the better. Like oh, her yeah. helping out, like that that changed how Tekken Seven is that, that changed how Tekken Seven is seen right now. Because he's coming from a region that doesn't get 
that shine, right? Mm-hmm. And now it does. And now that's that's broadcasted all over the world. Now people are looking at that scene for more players mm-hmm. because you know that guy isn't the only killer there. You know, also, I mean, that goes for Big yeah, Bird as he, well. Yeah, he can't be. Well, yeah, that that's that. You cannot be that good at the game and not have other other people who are act as your whetstone to make you that sharp. Exactly. Uh, and I mean, this is kind of going back to Street Fighter Five a little bit. Uh, Big Bird and Angry Bird—they don't have a big scene. If, if anyone out there, uh, shout out to Born Free—he interviewed mm-hmm. uh, Angry Bird, and then also in a smaller, tinier portion of one of my articles, I also you know got a few clips from Angry Bird as well. And he said, "I don't have a big scene, yeah. so I have to sit in training mode and lab and, and kind of just practice with Big Bird and a few, only a few select other stronger players." Um, to me, that's also incredible that you know there are still there are probably some other killers out there, but like their scene that they live in in that area isn't big at all, but they were able to get, they, they're able to be this strong of a player, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Angry Bird said, he's like, I just sit in training mode and I watch videos. He's like, I lab out situations, you know, I deal with training mode, and you know, honestly, it's, it's a, for him, I think it's honestly a matter of, of playing more people and playing, you know, being out there more and traveling more. Like That kid's going to be a beast. Big Bird, obviously already a beast. They're both beasts anyway. They'll get even better as they play more. Um, but like the, the the pure fact that they were able to train and get that good without having a gigantic scene, like that's amazing talent. Mm-hmm. And you know there's more people out there, and you know that's gonna grow their scene now that the man, if he can do it, I can do it, you know. The, just the international uh side of things coming out for Evo has been incredible this year. It's been amazing to watch. Uh, which, which, by the way, uh, again, shout outs to Sherry Jennings, and specifically, if, if you don't know that whole story behind uh, her work with E-Fight Pass and getting Arslan Ash over here is, uh, just go go to the website, go to the eFightPass.com and, and, re- and read, uh, just see what that organization is about. Uh, I know I had, I had Sherry on this show uh, a couple months ago. Maybe go back and listen to that episode for the full breakdown. Uh, but that, I don't know, it's one of those things that is just, it's it's an incredible story to tell, and I can't wait to, to read up on, on all those in-depth articles that really dive into it. Um, but yeah, again, great year for Bot. Oh, I'm sorry, no, the winner, Infectious was the winner this year. That's right. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Congrats <laughs> to Infectious. There were so that many. Sucks. Weird that sucks. That sucks so hard. <laughs> oh my God! What a moment. And you know, Bonchan. He's he's probably a super nice guy. You know, as far as I know, uh, he's a super nice guy. Um, and I'm sure that didn't you know ruin his parade too much. No. But man, like you win and they got that thing queued up and it's infectious. Like, <laughs> just like all right, man. Ooh, you got to yeah. really got to stick it to the EU crowd that hard. They're, they're yeah. right there in the front row, my guy. They can't. They can't do that. Well, they were already annexed and they were allowed to come back. So uh, <laughs> is, glad they were able. Is, to... <laughs> is that what happened? Because yes. it was one of those things where we we were sitting up in the bleachers and I'm looking down at the corner where, where I know the, the U crowd is all sitting because I can see them all there. And I point out to my wife when it was Infectious' first set where it looks like he was about to win. And I'm like, hey, Leah, check out. As soon as he wins, look at, at this region and watch them pop off. And she's like, "Okay, this is good." And she's like, "Man, that that was nuts. They they went buck wild." Is right, that they why were they got up and up? Yes. <laughs> and then so Logan puts out a tweet and he's like, "Man, those front row seats are looking mad empty." And then all of a sudden, they're back in the front row. It's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. 
I guess they didn't want them that close, but uh, if they're jumping around, but at the same time, like let people enjoy themselves. Let people enjoy, they pay the money to come, especially in that area. You definitely and then you know those people aren't going to jump up on the stage after every win or interact with any of the players. They're professionals. No loud cheering. No, they also get Ugh. kicked out. Yeah, uh, no loud cheering. The whiz himself, apparently, uh, which that's a whole other story. Not going to go down that 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 Pac champ rabbit hole. Uh, I just hope that gets addressed. That's all I'll say is I hope it gets addressed uh, sooner rather than later. Would be nice, just but em- uh, no, absolutely not. That's just that's just embarrassing, and we're gonna swipe that one under the rug. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. Don't look away, folks. Uh, but anyway, so other than that. Man, I have a lot of conflicted feelings about Evo. Uh, and I, feel so, like, I feel like the community does as well. There's a lot of people out. It's like coming home or even that day after or even like the day of just thinking to myself of like, man, like what even is like the FGC? What does it mean? Does it mean right. anything? Is like because if I affiliate with this thing, and like the global FGC as like a single unit. If I take in it like everything all at once, which is like the Twitter chat and all the bad things that happen uh, with the people who represent it, it's like, am I am I part of this? Do I do I accept it? Is that even does it mean nothing? Is it empty platitude uh, for for people who might not have have caught up with it? There was a and when I say a couple, it was actually like a few, like more than a couple, more more than two. I know that were at least at least three people who spoke out about uh, specific, specifically sexual assault things that happened after at after parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there was someone got slipped a roofie that was in a drink intended for a lady. Uh, someone actually did get roofied, I believe. Um, yes. And she's and she's currently going through like just the the depression of being betrayed. Yes, you know at at the at the safety of an event. Um, and she wasn't the only one. I believe there no. actually there may have been more than three that were sexually abused or roofied. And I mean that just yeah. It is one of those things where, it. I mean this this is us, right? This is not mm-hmm. just because here's the other thing. This isn't a one-off, like this is just an Evo thing. This is not just an Evo thing because I've heard many other women step up and say, this is, this is my story. This is my experience. Uh, This is the way that that I've been treated. And I think that you have, you have something, some, some high point of having the women of the FTC panel uh, at Evo having then people be like, why the fuck does this need exist need to exist? Mm-hmm. And then things like that happen at the after parties. It's like my guy, like th- this is, this is why. And like, do I want to like, ah, it, yeah, it's so frustrating to talk about. It. And so fr- it, it's one of those things where I, I actually, I've, I've prompted something. So if you actually, to all the women out there who are currently listening, uh, if you are, someone who has a story to tell or wants your story to be told uh, mm-hmm. if you could uh, I have an open prompt to everybody I have a couple of responses so far uh, so if you can in a video format or just raw audio format so even if it's just like uh, I took this with my cell phone 
if you could submit that to rsfradioquestions at gmail.com or contact the show directly uh, and, and the many ways of which there are to do that, uh, get me that stuff. I'm going to splice a big show together and, and just get those voices out there uh, because I think that it's most important that people listen to the breadth of stories that are out there. Cause there's still, there's so many high points for women in the FGC. There's so many low points. There's so many experiences in between that are valuable and worth telling and worth listening to for people who haven't heard them yet. Uh, so if you are someone who has a story or want to share or feel comfortable to share, please do. Uh, if you are uncomfortable to share, but still want people to hear it, uh, you can submit anonymously. You can just write into RSF radio questions and I'll get someone to, to read it, uh, read it for you. And, and we'll include that in the show. That'll be, it's, that'll be its own episode. I don't know exactly when that'll be depending on how quickly I can edit things, depending on how quickly responses get in. Uh, but again, just kind of a call to, to action to anyone out there who's listening and has something to say. I want to amplify your voice. Uh, and take myself out of it as much as possible. So I want to hear it. Uh, so that's, I don't know, that's just a, an unfortunate situation that has uh, happened, but is also not uncommon. So, right. I don't know. It's got me feeling in a way, my guy. I, uh, I, you know, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with people. Sorry. Hold on. I'm had to get my dog out of the way here. Uh, <laughs> you big, you so, big beefy boy. You chomp. Yeah. Big old baby here. Um, I'm gonna be 100 honest. Like there are times, there are many times where, like, I will see, I'll look at the FTC and see some things happen, and the responses that happen to that event are so disappointing that I want to leave. And mm -hmm. I put in so many hours upon hours and blood and sweat and tears, not even close to some of the other people in the FTC. But like, I've, I, I, I am indebted to the FTC for what's done to me for for me. Um, but I've also thought about leaving, like, you know, sometimes I mean, it just becomes so much life on top of the things that happen and what is supposed to be a spot for you to, to, to be yourself and, and to, 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 you know, enjoy with the friends and people you consider almost family, uh, is consistently ruined and toxic. It becomes, it just becomes too much. And, um, I just... It, you know, I part of me, I'm surprised that the way that I came from Evo, because like I, I honestly was like, part of me was like, I want to be done with this because we, as you said, we had the panel, and not, and we have this stuff happen, and it, sometimes it feels like nothing is, has changed, right? Sometimes it feels like just we have these good things, and they're just superseded by terrible things, or they're over, or they're overcome by awful things, um, where the women of the FTC came. I can't even feel safe. They can't even come in and play their pools without some dude oogling them or, um, you know, trying to hit on them or treating them like a serious competitor. They can't walk around the venue by themselves because some creep following them. They can't even go to the parties and enjoy themselves because someone's going to, you know, roofie them or sexually harass them or abuse them or, or anything else. Um, and they and can't yet, even like, enjoy the Kayane top. Eight. gets top eight. At Soul Calibur. Yeah. Like, what the heck? <laughs> like, like, you could bring these things up to these sexist the, morons, these the incels. Sc the scale is like, it is like, constant, it's wavering back and forth. It's, there, there's such a range of emotions that, that, that go along with all this stuff. It's like, again, there's, there's so much to celebrate in, and yet all of the, or like, I've said this before, but 
Uh, anytime that poison comes up on our Street Fighter, there's oh, always man. at least one person who just wants to show their their whole ass. It's just yep. here, here's my whole ass. I and it's like my guy. Like, are we are we seriously gonna do this again? It's like again every. And we just time? had a we just had a blow up in one of the other communities about that. Like, and it wasn't even they're not even part of the Street Fighter community. Like they just you're right. They just want to show their ass. And at the same time, despite these awful things, like, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll keep it real. If someone wanted to leave the FGC after all the things that have been happening because they don't feel like there's enough progress, I would not begrudge them at all. I would not look at them with any less respect. I would say, you know what? I am sorry that, you know, there, there wasn't enough for you here and that it wasn't safe enough for you here. That, that goes for anybody. Uh, but at the same time, like, I also respect people that do stick around and do want to make it better. And like, when I look at people like mama doubt, like on some real stuff, no, no, no. On some real shit. Mama <laughs> doubt is one of the best people of the FGC, like top free, like yeah, absolutely free. free. She's the most inspiring people of the FGC because of the hard work that she does and all the garbage and trash that she has to deal with her Persia Sharpie, all the women of the FGC have to deal with so much trash that, on a even on a base level they're more impressive than some idiot who can press buttons well mm-hmm. like the amount of garbage that they deal with is way way more difficult than getting top a in any game and them working hard and continuing to work hard is what inspires me to try to work hard for for them and the community to create a safe space and to create a bigger community and and, and try to stamp out these terrible these terrible aspects you know where, wherever i can or however i can and to stick with it um those those women are more inspiring than the players uh and you know it's i you know i i want i want it to be more because they're so skilled and they are skilled but i want because they're so skilled and they're making top eights as well too and all stuff like that and they of course they are but that that stuff's overshadowed by them having to have the the strength to deal with the garbage that comes with being sometimes in the fgc and um I, I I hope that some people can, you know, if they can, see the light in the FTC and see the people that are working hard in the FTC, especially the women that do want to stick around and stick around and, and try to help them, you know, if they and, but like I said, I don't begrudge anyone for leaving. I honestly don't. Like I've been in the I've been in the scene for over 10 years. And it's only recently I've been coming off and going into locals and, and offline things and stuff like that, like maybe three or four years ago, right? In the events. Mm-hmm. Um but like if I didn't have that, I would have left like a long time ago. If it was just the Twitter and the and the social media and all that internet trash, and I wasn't able to interact with the people, if I wasn't even able to meet people like you, Joe, if I wasn't able to meet amazing people like you in person, this uh, this stuff would much. not be as real. You and uh-huh. you and like I know you don't like that, man. You and everybody else I fucking met up with at Evo always like trying to give me compliments. I'm not because good at you deserve com- it. I'm you, not you good at taking compliments. I can't do it. Thank I'm taking you, over this. I'm taking over this podcast for a couple minutes. Joe deserves the props. No. Okay, this man puts on a podcast. He he gets the right people on the podcast to spread their message. He constantly promotes things. You do more work in the FGC than some of these people wanting sponsorships. 
You do mo- that, more that's, than that's more that's than most I will. People. That's the fucking truth. I, I'll actually I'll, if take that, take that. If right? I can take praise specifically to to shame people who who say they want a sponsorship and don't put in any fucking work, I I'll do that. Uh, Good, because some of y'all are fucking lazy. Yeah, we'll uh, get that with the with the money section. But as, <laughs> as you know, you meeting people like you and we'll other people that. that restores my faith in the FGC. Because there are good people in the FGC, and there are people that I want to work hard for and help out and 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 be inspired by and continue to to be a part of this. And even though there are some rancid parts, and it's so difficult to to bring new people in and and say, look, now we do have these problem areas, and, and try to guide them in the better areas, and, and you know work with them to fix things. Uh, it, it's it's to me it's it's worth it. It's to me it's worth it. But I I would one hundred percent agree if someone said. Hey, personally, it's not worth it to me. I'm bouncing out. Like, I get that. It's sad that it's like that, but, you know, I, I'm hoping one day, like, I just saw something on Twitter. I'm not even going to blow it up. It's, it is what it is, but it's just how people itemize women. Oh, and it's just, God, yeah. It's, especially at, at FGC events, when like, they see a woman at an FGC event, they're like, oh, cool. This is, I'm, I'm here for, I'm going to get a date today. I, I'm going to say hi and stuff like that. Instead of saying, that's a serious competitor and I want to kick their ass. I want to play some sets with them. I wonder what character they play. Who who do they mate? Like, what, you know, what, how long have they been, have been, they've been playing that game? And not in the sense of, oh, you're a newbie, but like, I want to get some tips. I want to like learn. Speaking of I, prize money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. get let's go that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little heated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, Again, uh, it's one of those things where, and you and I can just. I, it, here's the other part about it is that, in my opinion, I actually don't know if there is much value. And please write in and correct me if if I'm wrong, people who are listening. I don't know if there's value in me or you being upset about any of this stuff. Hmm. it's not because it's it's not the burden that we've carried we can right. be angry and we can feel and we can empathize with it and we can sympathize with it but it's not our story to tell which again why I, I want to prompt people to like either write in call in and and let me know so that that voice can be amplified and heard uh, because I mean like like it's it's very like you said it's very easy to be frustrated so I but again it, I don't I don't know if it's like it's just not it's not my story to tell like I want yeah. I want that voice to and the thing is like like you said again there are people out there who are definitely telling their stories and and getting it out there and they have a voice and it is being uplifted and being valued within the community we're getting there it's like we're close there's so much to celebrate again that's like i know that it's it's easy to feel bad but at the same time i also want to uplift people and say look at how much good work there is like there's there's actually so much to be happy about as well right so it, it's this constant roller coaster of emotions where like my my guts all all tumbly and i i, I is one of the things that that I'll, I feel comfortable admitting uh, on this show, but actually, you say people leaving Evo feeling that way. I actually was going into Evo being, I almost didn't go. It, it, it was to the point where, uh, 
about Tuesday night where it was like time to pack mm-hmm. where, where I was like, you know what, man, I don't, I was like, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if, if, if like all of this is even worth it or the community. I, I don't know. And going to Evo and, and seeing people talking to people, there's, there's still that hang on where I'm like, you know what? There is still so much to celebrate and, and so much to move forward. Uh, we're actually telling you the other day where it's, it's one of those things where I feel like the fighting game community is on the precipice of something where let's say that league of legends fighting game comes out Mm -hmm. and they throw their league of legends ass behind it. Right. They throw that riot ass behind it and prop it up within their own riot infrastructure specifically using their own riot infrastructure completely outside of of all the things that that the fighting game community is on about right now toss it all out and have their own infrastructure to run their own shit because think about it here here's the thing that got me meant my mind churning about this how many people how many people entered the Fortnite whatever the fucking Fortnite cup, whatever the fuck they called it. Mm, like millions, wasn't it? It was like million upwards Ooh. of 40 million. Why? How? Cause of all the things that Fortnite is, it's free to play game. It was online. And FPS. It was old qualifiers. Online. online. Imagine oh. having a fighting game where the online has worked on, been worked on by the cannons. Think about that. GGPO, history of all that shit. What if the infrastructure of their fighting game is so good that the entire people who are brand new to it, because here's the thing that that the old guard doesn't fucking understand, and I've, I've been trying to tell people this for fucking years, but there is value in online tournaments. There is something there. Granted, we're working with Street Fighter V. I fucking get it. You want to joke on me all day? Mm-hmm. Fucking fine. That's valid. I get it. But what if you have a game where the online component is created by the people what did create GGPO? I think that would be insane. I think it would be so... I think it would be like how KI is where it's just meticulously perfect. Like it's just... What if that element is so good and now you have a whole new influx of players who are used to the League of Legends shit and a game that's easy to learn created by the people who are very talented at propping up new fighting games. What if that bubble of new players is so fucking big that you're not a part of it? You and I are are not a part of this brand new... We are so small in comparison to this big brand new bubble that's inputting mm. huge amounts of money into to get their, their post-KO dance in, right? I'd pay... Listen, I'd pay money. If I could get my big giant robot in Rising Thunder to, <laughs> to floss after I get the KO... I wouldn't fucking do it because that's not how I interact with fighting game community. But that's not the point. I know there's a bunch of fucking people who would, right? <laughs> you know, honestly, if if that were if it were a more continuous amount of content, I, it depends on the character and stuff. But I think I'd buy some of it to be I, honest. I know like, that I just said really... no. I know that I just said no. But now I'm thinking of a future where <laughs> where Capcom's like, pay us two dollars and Zangief will dab after <laughs> after, after every big 
<laughs> I would, I would, uh, yeah, I, I would pay the two dollars to make Zangief dab, just a continual like lock, lock dab, but or just like a lock T pose after. Oh like, no. I, mm, <laughs> you know, I've got, the, the, I've got enough bankroll that I would pay the four dollars, whatever it takes. Yeah, throw <laughs> um, it down. It's okay. Like you're getting your money's worth out of that. But see, oh, fuck. at the same time for this 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 bubble. Um, introducing League of Legends, you're also introducing the other things that may come with it as well, too. Where there are the positive elements where the, it could have the best online, but at the same time, we are still playing fighting games, and they are still going to be a niche thing, almost no matter what you do, unless they're made in a way where they're hiding the fighting game kind of element. So that kind of depends on how they make the game. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to say the entirety of League of Legends is toxic, but there are big pockets that are just like in every community. Yeah. Um, and those those things spill over to the fighting game community as well, too. So now you're having an influx of players um, that are like that, and they come in and they're in a new, a different type of toxic, and it's just heads clashing and, and things like that. I'm all for just, hey, you, up, you uproot all this stuff and everything is on its head. It's chaos, and everyone has to figure out what they're doing now and, and adapt to this new world order after this giant nuke of of uh league of legends was dropped and we're all living in like a, right. a post-apocalyptic world like we have to learn how to survive the old guard has learned how to survive like that's amazing to me i'd love that because then all these companies and these communities would have to adapt and they would probably have to grow their content and and you know point. figure out how to do all bunch of other stuff league of legends dropped doesn't mean that street fighter disappears Oh, of course not. Like, right. you get to still play Street Fighter Five or Six or whatever happens, yeah. or yeah, any other fighting games. Yeah. It just it just becomes bigger. Like, the scene becomes bigger. But things are modified now. Like, the whole aspect of everything changes. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine with that. I just I just hope that the bad elements of League of Legends don't carry over as, over as well, you know, because that's, that's always been a point of, of issue. Yeah, um, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole brand. Yeah. It's a whole different <laughs> brand of toxicity. And uh, I mean, let, let's get it straight. There is a reason why the Fortnite World Finals was just a lot of white dudes. Mm -hmm. That's there is specific socioeconomic reasons for that happening. Uh, and which I'm not going to get into on to in this show because I don't know dick about that shit. I read a very good article on it, but, mm. and I'm not probably won't link it in the show notes cause it's so far off, but I would just say that there's, there is good writing out there on it. Um, but maybe that's something that we need to, to confront later on in the fighting game. It's, it's really fucking hard to say. It's, it's like we're on the precipice of the landscape changing entirely. I just hope that good people are at the forefront and right. there are some people who have been around for a while that maybe it would be okay if they, if they weren't. Um, oh yeah. But regardless folks, uh, let's talk about money. Money talks, bullshit walks. Mm -hmm. uh, because, prize money for this event biggest street fighter tournament in the world Bonchan walks away with $31,700 Kachipamu Yangman $1,445 which is still that's, that's a good grip of money but yeah. friends also that I came with won more of that gambling more than that gambling so right. <laughs> uh, I don't know regardless 
I've seen a lot of people talking, a lot of people starting some shit over, well, why is the, the FGC not have money? Where, where's all the, where my money go? And to me, it's kind of fucking obvious. Like, yeah, you, you look at, again, I'll bring up Fortnite again. You bring up Fortnite. A lot of that money came directly from Fortnite. You can't really compare Evo to that Fortnite championship because it's more of a similar thing between like Capcom cup and, and that championship, right? Where they bring in all the money from like uh, costume sales, all that bullshit uh, money over time. It, the, the money doesn't come from entry fees and most big tournaments like that. There's a lot of outside sponsorship, which adds to the prize pot, which we in the fighting community community don't typically see because our prize pool typically comes from the literal prize pool of what it costs to enter the pool. Right. Like that's all we usually get for many events. Like pretty, like pretty much every single event that that is what it is. So I've seen a lot of people like confused about that and like complain about it. And like, what, what is, what is our response to that? There's there, I've seen some people out there being like, well, what if they charge $20 per game? I'll, I'll enter for $20 per game. Fuck me. If you just want to see the numbers go up, I don't fuck, make it a hundred dollars to enter each game. Like it's still gonna be like, I don't fucking, that's not the fucking right answer. That's not, that's right. like a, that's just like a issue of, that's like someone, someone who says that. Is the same person who's like, I've been playing this clicker all day. Guess what, dude? The numbers keep going up if I'm not even playing. I've got, I've got the, 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 the numbers go up, man. I keep pressing the button and the numbers go up. And it's just that easy. You just keep pressing the button and that's just, everything works out fine, right? We were working with rookie numbers earlier, but now numbers going up. Like, and it, and it, it, it's funny just to see like people suggest that like there isn't like a like that, that's like a band-aid. That's a band-aid. Oh, we're just gonna up the price of you know the venue or whatever. That's that's not enough. Because you're still you're yeah. still a small group of people playing fighting games. You're not changing the 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 the, the size. You're not changing the the the, the, the right. you're not widening the, the audience. Right. That's that's the key right there. Yes. I think uh, we've yes. actually had this discussion before last time we talked on this podcast. Perhaps. Where if you want more money, you need a bigger audience and you need to you need to you need to look at the uh, give the investor something to look at give the sponsor something to look at right. it's we're having this conversation again because i'm 100 percent sure we talked about this yeah but yeah. It's my, my recollection it's it's i'm dusting <laughs> off my old brain cells and they're like oh yeah we did talk about that yeah well that was you know, that was more for like individual sponsorships but the same still applies. same should apply same should right. apply <laughs> if you want more you need to pull in more people. So every time I see someone saying, hey, up the pot more, I want to say, what have you done for the community into pulling more people in? Okay. And you know what? It's so funny. It's so easy to do this stuff. You could literally go to your locals and talk to somebody and who's brand new and teach them the ways, right? That gets in a huge ripple effect where they mm-hmm. talk to their friends and say, yeah, I got the Street Fighter Five players that I play with. Some of them may even play and they, they didn't know about that spot. Bam, you got three new people coming through. And then now your local grows from 25 to 30 and maybe local restaurant is like, Hey, I can give these guys some five, $10 off or whatever. And then other bigger brands see that you guys are starting to get, you know, more in with, with sponsorships and stuff like that. And they start saying, 
maybe there's a way to invest in this without blowing all of our money, or we can do this in a, in a small short-term kind of thing, or if we're a product-based thing, we can slap some logos on them and send them out somewhere. And even if they don't do good or bad, they can hand out some whatever. I don't know. But the point is the bigger you grow, the more opportunities happen as you see in other games. And that should be such a simple thing. Mm-hmm. But we are so dragged down by negativity, toxicity. Uh, we can't even we can't even treat the women of the FTC right. And yeah. I know I'm sorry for jumping back on that, but it's just a general thing of like we can't even do right by the people that are in our community. We can't even grow the community. Why are we focusing on money right now? Yeah, like, like take if, take that twenty dollars that you would spend on an, on the entry fee to another another bracket and instead spend that money on like invest it within the community like like throw, buy throw it back in yeah buy someone's venue fee like for like at your locals like maybe they haven't had a chance to play and then all of a sudden they're hungry they're like wow i really want to play this game now you know go to your local colleges i have a friend shout out to spin infinite he's been going around to uh he's been going around streaming is it spin infinite i always mash together and call it spin infinite <laughs> It's been infinite. Is there another in? Okay, all right, all right. (laughs) I'm I'm the one who's wrong. No, don't worry. We we've had a lot of back and forth on that. A name change, but (laughs) Spin Infinite is out there. Also with LK Seth, uh, Low Kick Seth. These two go out and they go to different venues and they stream. They've been going out to um out of the suburbs in various areas to game works things like that, and they've been pulling players in that have like they like oh we didn't know that there was even an event out here. And mm-hmm. they just made one by going out there, holding a bracket and streaming and bringing their equipment. Like, they're building the scene by doing this. They're, Of course, they're spending their money and their time and their effort. But guess what? That's what it takes. People like that grow the scene. Those people are the ones bringing opportunities. Mm-hmm. Just because you press buttons well a couple times, that doesn't that, that helps, but it's not enough. What RJ and, I'm sorry, Spin Infinite and, and Seth are doing, those things are going to grow the scene, the scene long-term, bigger than other people who are just waiting around for the money to drop out of nowhere that are saying rifle through the to's pockets i'm sure he's got some something in there like yeah there's nothing you're gonna find nothing but air and lint here's another example prime example after evo uh i saw mena saying hey what about this geef skin gym shit who who do i who do i ask to get in on this and Mm. i'm like uh hello hi uh tis i and he's right. like, hey, man, uh, and in, I feel comfortable sharing this privately. Uh, okay. It's private message. But he was like, I want to translate this into Spanish. I'm talking oh. about a former Capcom Cup champion, right, saying I want to spread this news of something that I believe will help new players come into the game and do a brand new segment of audience who doesn't speak English to bring them in and help them learn fighting games. I'm talking cream of the crop. That guy fucking gets it. I've been saying that for years that he fucking gets it. Cause he took that Capcom cut money and he invested in his community. The mm-hmm. fuck is like that. That's what it is, folks. That, w- that will grow. Not none of this, like these like jank ass ideas that are like bring extra. It's, it's investment. Right. It's, we have to personally do it because this is legitimately like a hobby. This is like hobby grade esports, right? We're, right. We're not talk- <laughs> this isn't. These are artisanal esports that we're working with here. We're not even invited <laughs> at any of the lunch tables, no. like at all. We're not sitting anywhere. 
We're in the how corner somewhere you, behind the, the soda how machine. How can you make one of the best fight sticks that is out there and not include a single fucking fighting game at your lunch table? How you there not invite any of us? Man, there wasn't even a Smash, a Street Fighter, none of that on any of those tables. I was like, none come on. <laughs> Shout-outs to Razor. They make a great stick. Shout-outs to oh, Eva They make great products. Eva 2015, great product. Uh, yeah, they're great. great. great <laughs> uh, God, fucking oh, damn it! Uh, that is that's uh that's what it is, you know. Is what it is, folks. I mean, that's, I didn't know Minnow was doing that. Like that's sick. Like that's awesome. I mean, like you uh, I mean, hopefully that that goes to. I mean, that's a big undertaking. That's that's a huge. Long fucking book. So like, hopefully he has people work that he's working with to to help him translate. Actually. If you know Mena, if you listen to this show and you know him personally or are interested in translating into Spanish, uh, hit me up. I'll, we'll figure something out. Because uh, here's the other thing is that someone else hit me up and was like, hey, I want to translate this into Portuguese. And I'm like, hell fucking yeah. I'm totally oh, down nice. for it. That This happened before Evo. And I was like, you, that's fucking incredible. This shit's already been translated into Russian. And it's been shared to like... It, like well over th- like thousands of Russian players, like it, it's little shit like that. You have to. That's the investment. It's effort. It's it's not mo- like it's not money effort. It's like time effort of putting into it to help other players come into this community and learn and understand and enjoy fighting games. Because we get it. You listening. Right. You you get it. I know you get it. I, hey you listening. <laughs> I know you fucking get it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there's just so many ways to help spread that, that knowledge and, and love, but it, it's frustrating to see people be like, it's, why doesn't Capcom just more? Can, Can I, I also want to say something about like how these, while people just wait for the developers to come through, I'm going to, I, okay. I love the street fighter scene. They know they're, they're obviously my favorite scene. They're, they're the one I hang out with the most, you know, that's my favorite game right there. Street fighter series. But I'm going to I'm going to get some real talk on the Street Fighter League comes up and people are whining about, man, I wish there wasn't so bands. That's fine. If you if you don't like the bands, that's a OK. But in that game, if you look deeply in the menu system, there's a there's an option. It's called team battle. You could be holding your own team tournaments by yourself or you could just do them by yourself. You could run a U.S. based one get some sponsors, get money, and get prize money, and just do it at some of the events if you have to and work with the tournament organizers and run like a series, right? G- People are already going to go to these tournaments. G-Finity you G-Finity could... series is already a thing. And, yeah, the you know, G- like... The Gfinity series happened. I... I know about them. I didn't, you know, just just so people know. <laughs> I'm talking about the U.S. people because, like, Gfinity already they did they did it right. Okay, U.S. don't fucking right. know about that shit. Don't worry. Don't, no, they don't, don't worry that's, because that's the U.K. We don't know dick about the U.K. Don't worry. Don't worry. Which is real sad, but it is really my, fucking sad how much like <laughs> like zero coverage happens. Mark yeah. Born Free might have gotten a very good interview with a U.K. player that I think there's some stories that that man tells that I am really looking forward to hearing from straight from his mouth heck uh, yes let's just put it that way i'm hoping that i hopefully by the time that this drops uh that interview will be out too but like my my point is is that we you look at other other areas like other regions like you just said um and even other games like in tekken hi brick 
Yeah, sorry. That's, that's the <laughs> brick. Okay. He mad. Listen, he gets that's mad. Okay. It's okay. It happens. He's mad too. <laughs> He's angry. He's upset at the U.S. players not putting their foot down and saying, we're going to do our own thing. We want to show our own team tournament. We're going to put our own effort in. You look right. at the Tekken community. They're doing this. You look at the Street Fighter Third Strike community. They co-op cup. Yep. And they don't need this just for pride. They do it for pride. Yeah, literally. And they do it themselves. <laughs> so to look at people complain and wait for developers to do something when other scenes, other regions sometimes, again, Japan's really good about this stuff too. Um, the U.S. isn't. But to look at those other scenes do these things uh, while we sit here and complain, it's wild to me. Like, you can make these opportunities. It's, it's the same with sponsorships. It's the same with finding investors and stuff, even locally. You just have to put the effort in, but people just don't want to put the effort in. And when something comes along that they don't like, they could have made years ago, months ago, they're like, mm, this isn't what I want. I wish we had something else. They spend more time complaining instead of being like, okay, now I'm going to buckle down and make my own thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I love you, Street Fighter people. I, I honestly do. But we we have to like start really working hard to make our scene bigger and and bolding these opportunities. And honestly, I, need, I know some people are afraid because they're like, I don't want to invest all this time and money into this scene where I may not get something back from it because some of them might see a business opportunity out of this. And they're afraid that they might not get anything back from it, which is... In some ways, it's really scummy to to think about this scene in, in a form of money. But at the same time, some people need to get paid for what they do, content creators and such. Um, mm. But, you know, it could be a profitable thing years down the line. It's an investment. And it could be that way. But you have to you have to put in the hard work right now. None of this stuff is going to come for free. And you cannot rely on developers or other organizations by themselves to come in and just give you an answer. So I saw something earlier today. I'm going to bring it up and get your reaction to it. Something that okay. Sharpie said on Twitter.com. It was a prompt. It was just, in my opinion, just to spark conversation. Her question, her question was, what if stream revenues added to the prize pool? How do you feel about that? What's your gut check reaction on that? No, okay. absolutely not. Uh, right, I, I right, get where. Let's, let's, why? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get where she's coming from, where she wants to add to the revenue for the players. But I'm going to be a little brutal and say that revenue should go to the people working the events and the people bringing the stream equipment in and doing all that stuff and and boldening the things. So, like for instance, let's say some of that stream revenue. Um, maybe that stream revenue should come and be put forth like, you know, casual setups or something like that for more casual setups or more room or so we don't have a big security issue uh, where we only have three things to go through. Maybe it, it makes that wider where oh, it makes God. the tournament better. Yeah. Right. Like, and even then it's still kind of a weird kind of thing because you're giving the money in the hands of the TO to, to deal with. And it's still kind of like a, eh, for some tournaments, uh, and that also becomes a weird baseline too, because if the stream revenue, if it the advertisement stuff is already being taken and putting up elsewhere, let, let's just say we let's just say we get a bunch of extra revenue from from advertisers and they put it on the stream, they're able to advertise their stuff, because obviously that revenue would have to be pulled from somewhere else, from like the the advertisements or whatever, pulled right. from pulled from somewhere else and put to this. They would need to be supported in some other way, right? Right, which introduces more problems in of itself. Right. Well, let's just say in the magical world, 
that doesn't happen that we're all good and we have extra um it just it it's not really solving the problem of the people in the community needing to do more to pull in more people like money is not going to drive more people to play these games it has to be a collection of things it helps to have a bigger price pool but it's not the only thing that's going to drive people to come in right if that were the case all like there you know there's like these there there was a tournament and I, this is going to kind of sound bad cuz i love marvel, marvel versus capcom infinite there was a tournament in las vegas they were having in like some area it was like a couple thousand dollars only four people showed up like this is during the right. beginning days of that game right so it's not yeah. just money that pulls in people nah, and adding to a revenue pot like that when you can add it to other aspects of the of the of maybe the tournament or just community in general and maybe people who need it it just doesn't sit right i get the idea just nah just nah but it, it's an interesting idea right because yeah. specifically you reflect on something like evo where that is a tournament where it's the only tournament in the year where every finals is streamed from the same channel right it's right. not like they have their like it's not streamed on Capcom. I mean, it is streamed on Capcom Fighters, but it's it's streamed on Evo, Twitch. dot com slash, well, Twitch. TV slash Evo is is where all the finals are on Sunday. So there, there, there's the way that that works is a little bit different, right? But at the same time, you have to consider like how money is pulled in from from Twitch and how it's it's not it's not really like a liquid system, if that makes any sense. Like, like what happens when, like, here's the question that I don't think a lot of people ask is what happens to your $5 when you subscribe? Where does it go? How long is it there before the person who owns that channel receives it? Uh, what if you subscribe during their off stream hours? When does that money hit? Uh, at what time does that person collect? Then at some point, well, where's that person then move the money? How do they keep track of all that to move it to the people who like the particular prize pool that it should go to? Uh, because then the person who won will is pretty much absolutely not guaranteed to get any of that money right. from a Twitch stream uh, so like, like subscribers during that time or money received at that particular time at the time of when they would expect to be paid out. So that's a whole other issue, which would require a whole restructuring of how the financials work on, on streaming, which it's all on Twitch, at least run by Amazon. So that's not going to fucking happen. Mm. Uh, like they're going to hold on to that money as long as possible before they pay it out. Like, before, oh, of course they're, they're going to hold on to all the hundreds of dollars before they divvy out those pennies. Right. They're not going to change that shit. Maybe mixer would owned by Microsoft. Perhaps open rec is owned by cyber agent. So like, again, no fucking idea. That's like the side game shit. So, but those are also smaller channels that would you really want to run your stuff on those channels? Like, well, I mean, specifically like for Japan, and I, I don't, oh, yeah, that shit but, works differently yeah. over there. Yeah. Or like, or like YouTube owned by, and we know how like the, the YouTube money works, so it's it's not fucking there, <laughs> right? So it, 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 there's a whole other restructuring of how people who are actually putting in work need to be paid or be paid promptly for work done. 
is there like a, maybe it's like a programming system where, hey, Twitch, we know, this is Evo speaking, we know that we have this amount of people coming in at this amount, at this time, like, this is our big program, right? We expect to pull in this amount of revenue, this amount of eyes, like, like maybe it's a conversation up front about that. I don't know. There. You also you also got to worry about branding and or the brands and stuff like that too. If a sponsor, like let's say one of the sponsors is feeding their, um, uh, let's say their Arby's and they're feeding into the prize pool, like with their advertisement being up, now they're feeding into a player that maybe is for McDonald's or something weird like that. Like, oh, yeah. is that like a, a problem? I, you know, like it may be happening now. I mean, it totally it is. Probably I mean, like does. Th- there's whole but, stories about like, hey, why did you run this ninja ad during my stream? Oh yeah, people I just, definitely remember that. People just went to his stream. What the fuck, Twitch? And right. Had to exactly. be like, oh, we didn't think about that. Fucking, of course you didn't. Anyway. And then, in the meantime of all this stuff, while people are figuring this out and and having all these issues, people who put their livelihoods on this stuff who have flown out and maybe they were relying on that money, they have to wait to get paid. They have to wait through all this stuff gets gets figured out and there's some errors here and there. And it's just it's just like, again, where it goes back to like, we just need a bigger audience. We need to stop taking, stop shuffling money around so much. Right. Shuffling money, it, it's not going to do much in the end because it's the same money and it's the same people. We need more people. Yeah. We, need more, we need more actual groups of people coming in actually- and it's possible. I'm actually glad that you started that side of the conversation because that that's ultimately my whole take is that I, I ultimately wish that any kind of money that people would want to invest in prize pools or whatever the fuck would actually go towards bringing more people in to the community because big prize pools is, is not really doing it. Uh, it's, it's more of community efforts and, and shit like that, but uh, all right, that's a good take. I think that's enough money talk. Uh, unless unless there's anything else you want to close out on there. Nah, that's I'm about as here as I need to be. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's talk about like good shit. Yeah. What do you got going on? What's 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 your locals like? So my locals, we're currently doing uh well, it, it's run by Zach in the Box and a few other people. Uh, this thing called Midwest Movement where uh, we just kind of like to highlight a lot of players that are in the Midwest area. I know I know people out there have seen, you know, Rob TV, Dual Kevin, obviously, Zach the Box, himself a great player, and me, St. Cole, who's gotten thrown at his locals. Just want to put that one out there. Um, we're uh, propping up players in the Midwest. Um, Zach in the Box actually made a shirt recently. He's working on getting more. Um, that literally is Midwest movement. You, you'll probably see it in the picture. That Joe puts up if you watch the uh, the video version of this, the YouTube version of this. I'm sorry, um, but that that shirt and other shirts, uh, we're using the profits of that to send out other players mm-hmm. to uh, two different tournaments and stuff like that, because we have a lot of strong players. Like one of our players, his name is Wish Punish. He took John Takauchi to the wire. He it, the if the CA would have killed, this was at Combo Breaker. The CA would have killed. He would have put JT and losers. Like, that was the, one of the closest match. Mike Yaru also took Tokido to the brink. Yaru, uh, Tokido had to bring that stuff back from, like, one round away to being knocked in the losers, 2-0. And we just have other players that have just been uh, actually recently underscore at uh, at Evo. He beat Alex Valle. So 
we have these strong players. Like they're really strong and we're trying underscore, to help them. To... Underscore is pretty strong. Although yeah. Oh yeah, you know him, obviously. Although I think I think that guy hooligans way too much. If he could tone down the wildness, he'd be like one of the best camis. If he could just If he could just like hooligan a little bit less. Like like three fifths <laughs> less. <laughs> he'd be so solid, he knows we've He's good. He's good. He's good. We're getting there with him. He's gotten a lot better than last year. <laughs> he's gotten a lot better. Um, but we have a lot of strong players, and we're trying to get them out there with this uh, Midwest movement. We also, and I also want to prop my locals up here and, and really, really give it to you people. We have a lot of stuff always going on in Chicago and the surrounding areas. On Mondays, we have Ignite Gaming Lounge where people can come out and play for tournaments and stuff, right? Right. On Wednesdays, we have game works where people can come and play out, play casuals and stuff. Usually the, the, the tech and suburban area um, usually come out to that one. On Thursdays, we've got Skokie. We've got a Skokie event. We usually have like all the casuals for that. Um, that one lasts a little bit longer. That's more towards the city. It's like in the inward area between the suburbs and the city. So people in the middle of the area get to get to uh, get to go to that one. And then every month, Super Saturdays has come back with a reboot for tournaments for like a big old tournament. So we have like stuff going on all the time in Chicago. We have streams for this stuff. And then there's stuff that Spin Infinite and uh, and Seth do all the time on the side, streaming Tekken tournaments, like, you know, at, at, uh, at colleges and stuff like that. Um, the one that he's at, I think this week is in Naperville, but, um, and he's working on other projects too. Like we have stuff going on all the time in the Midwest. Like there's mm -hmm. never a dearth of content or, or places to play. If you ever come through, like we, we got it, we got it. Word. Yeah, I'm, I'm always uh, envious of the shit you guys have going on out there, and it always seems like there, there's always there are, there's always a hustle out there. Uh, some good shit uh, to you and, and your crew, and good luck. Uh, other than that, is there anything else that that we should direct people towards as we kind of? Uh, I think we're kind of getting to the end of it here. Um, I would like to direct people towards uh, Mama Dao. And everything that she does in Persia and all the rest of the women of the FGC, look at what they're doing. They're making some great stuff. Mama Dow, especially. I can't get enough of how great she is and how much she does for the community. Like combo queens, yeah. like that. Oh. And then also Persia, Exo Academy. Go there, check their stuff out, support them, please. Let's get these, let's get our, our women players out there. Please. Yeah. And again, I will say if, if you are a, if you're listening to the show, a uh, woman of the FGC, uh, please uh, submit some kind of, whether it's a, like a, a video that you take or just the raw audio, uh, that's fine too. Send it into rsfradioquestions at gmail.com. It's in the show notes if you need to find it. Uh, just, just, short just what is that your experience been be it good be it bad or however long it takes you to say it just anything you feel like you want to share please do uh if you aren't comfortable sharing publicly or don't want to name yourself that's fine uh if you want to submit just text to be read by someone else uh please just email in write it in uh and kind of let me know how you want it to be shared so that i so that you have control over how it's presented that's ideal i think uh, so again, I'm, I'm looking to get that particular show ready for next week. Uh, I think my cutoff day is Tuesday. I don't know if I'll stick to that depending on how many submissions there are. 
Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I have to wait and see how much of a workload it's actually going to be versus how much free time I actually have, which is zero actually. So hmm. it, it, I'm feeling. we'll see, we'll see, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's definitely a story that I want to tell and or false. Let me redact that. It's a story that I believe is worth listening to. Uh, and I look forward to listening to it. So, uh, that's just about going to do it. For this episode of RSF Radio, you've already answered the final question before. On the last time you were on the show, Saint Cola, and any changes to that? Do you have any any changes to your your favorite normal attack or favorite combo? Um, you know, I want to keep my favorite normal attack the same. I love, well, I guess it's a special attack, whatever. The Tiger Uppercut will always be my favorite. It's so visceral, mm-hmm. and it's just the usage, especially in Street Fighter Five, where that character has to work a little bit harder than others in a lot of matchups. Yeah. You know, where uh, if one bad jump in is the the difference between losing and winning, just watching it, watching that land is just it just makes it even more powerful. Like I love watching Sagat being played, and I always love watching that hit. Mm. Now, my favorite combo has changed though, because really? I have played since we've talked. Uh, got me in the mood to play some Alpha Two and Three, Ooh, okay. and uh, you know the custom combo system. I, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I reject <laughs> what I said. I think it's the dumbest thing to ever enter games. It's so for Street Fighter at least. It is so stupid. It r- has ruined those games for me. Like I can't really. It, it turns. It turns terrible once people understand how to just break those games with those combos. And it's like, okay, cool. So, and to change it up, I like this mechanic, which leads into combos and leads into better situations. Better the parry. I'm all about the parry. And it's not just a third strike kind of thing uh, for a parry for a lot of games where like you kind of turn the situation um, with a good read uh, or maybe you just, you know, you're really predictive or whatever, or maybe you just see it, whatever. You hit that parry and you could switch just the momentum of the game. Like even mm-hmm. though Ryu players will try to parry stuff in Street Fighter Five, like a jump in, I'm like, don't, don't do that. That's it's not like, how you're supposed to use that. Yeah. I'm like, don't, you have a DP, like please anti-air. But I'm like, at the same time, like, all right, that's kind of cool. You know, even the Alex stuff, you see it all the time. I'm like, it's still it's still kind of cool. And especially in, in uh, Street Fighter uh, Third Strike, you know, the parry just, it, it it's such a, a, a momentum turner. Once you get that read and you start your own offense, or you start your own combo, or you start your own, like, you, you begin your own offense from that, mm-hmm. uh, from that decision. Or maybe you gain meter or you just save yourself from something that could have been possibly terrible. Like, the everything the mechanics that revolve around that even though that game may not be the most balanced thing in the world it still retains its enjoyment because of that system because of the parry system it's still even though i yes i realize the rich get richer in that game because of the parry but it allows people to still have some fun even if they are losing so i do enjoy the parry i think the parry is that mechanic that's like really powerful and six six with me that was like my second and then it went to my first once I experienced custom combos again. <laughs> that almost leads into the whole, I feel like there is that conversation now. Uh, and I happen to know that there are a lot of interviews going up. At, at least there are some available now and will be released in the near future where specific developers talk about inventing characters or not wanting to work towards design towards balance, but design to design towards fun or design towards broken shit. Mm -hmm. I love broken shit. Bring on the broken shit. (laughs) Fuck that. Fuck your balance. Your game is balanced. (laughs) Fuck you. I don't want to play your game. 
Damn. Bring me, bring me the... Because, listen, man, you play Zangief long enough, you're used to bad matchups. Bring on the bad mat, let me overcome it. Or let me use my own broken shit. I wanna, right. I wanna, Have your own fun. Yeah, I want the, the other people to experience... Uh, exactly how fucked up I can make their situation. How, it, it, anyone who's telling you that they don't want to fuck up someone's day in a fighting game is fucking lying to you. No one's <laughs> no one's out there trying to be like, I want to play a straight game, no throws, no lows. This is oh, the of game. course. It's like no one's saying that shit. It's always like, hey man, what if I had the most broken shit you've ever seen in your life? I'm and I spam that with shit it. all day for free. Uh, looking forward to it, but oh fuck! That hmm, maybe maybe the show's not over because okay, we kind of okay. we we, we kind of need to talk about like oh fuck! I haven't even addressed this because because I talked to you at Evo about this and a lot of people, which was I found it fucking hilarious that I recorded last week's show on a Monday. Uh. Wednesday happened, and mm. then the show released on a Thursday. <laughs> Before Evo. And on that Wednesday, maybe we heard everything that was going to happen. Oh, man. Oh, Uh, yeah. That that's still a big that's still we 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 should probably discuss that real quick here. Yeah. Um it's it's uh (laughs) leaks. So after months of silence. Months of honest but honestly though, like the leaks, which Steam has been like, hey, and I suspected this when I first heard of what what happened, yeah. where the the video had posted up on Steam. When I heard that was the case, I was like, this one, this one might be on Steam actually. And then they, right. they submitted an apology to where I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But then like the content of it, you see the three characters, uh, you've got the which are play playable today uh, they're trying to do that day of reveal shit again which would have probably been fun on sunday but we will never know uh regardless we got three new characters we got <laughs> uh, we got a honda edmund mm. honda we have lucia and we have poison which for what i've seen so far look to be super fun like i haven't gotten my hands on them yet mm-hmm. i I might buy the weekend. I definitely will see them uh, come Monday. Hopefully, I think I'll definitely oh, be sure. seeing Lucia. I, I think. Oh that, yeah, you'll be seeing Luce a lot. Like um, she, <laughs> she kind of has all the things. She kind of has all the things. <laughs> yeah, she she's definitely an all arounder. Uh, you know, looking at these characters, actually kind of funny because you know watching the tech that's been coming out, um, yeah. and watching people play these characters and, and learn more things about them, they actually seem super deep. And yeah. they did, they they took Honda and they gave, it, it sucks, and someone already said this, it sucks that they gave Honda an interesting toolkit. And and I'm going to be honest, I have seen people flat out say that, oh man, I wish Poison was how she was in Street Fighter 4. And I'm like, no you don't, because in Street Fighter 4 and even in Street Fighter Times Tekken, she was boring. She was the most paper dry. She was so, it's not even like I, about her I being lame. I, feel mm-hmm. like she, I liked her in Ugh. four a lot, actually. Ugh. I that was that was just one of the driest characters. Well, I liked it because she was game. good at being dry. I'll say that. Like that's Ugh. that's why I, uh, that's why I liked her. Uh, here, here's the thing. Here's like my big here's like my big secret that people don't know. So I actually really like dry characters. 
Ugh. Like, I, Ugh. There, there's a part of that that is uh, attractive to me, uh, but I digress. Hmm. Well, thankfully, they gave her a like a revamp toolkit, and it just looks like they like really they really cared about her as like a her, her personality with the with her move set, and also how it works in tandem with the rest of the game because yeah. she's like space control, but she still has like pretty greasy stuff. Like one of her whip attacks is like plus two, and it sucks you in, so she can do like crowd, uh, suck you in with that uh, ex. I think it's uh, something heart raid, and then she does crouching medium punch, which is plus. You press a button, you're getting pieced up. Like the if she hits you with the punch is is a good tool. My opinion. it's a god button. It's a definitely a god button. It's good. Oh Go man, I and she just she has a lot of like cool stuff. Like her V triggers aren't like super like ridiculous, but they just extend her usability. Right. And I just feel like they did a really good job with all the characters. I don't. And even looking at loose, like looking at her, like on paper, she looks really good. I don't think she's gonna be busted, but I definitely think she has some great things that she can work with. Honda has some obvious problems, obviously with the zoning. Um, I don't his his anti-airs are, are are fairly decent, but I think that you have to be really predictive with them. And I think he's gonna have some bad matchups, but he may be good against other characters like Karen and stuff. And I was watching automatic uh shouts to Jibbo. Uh I was watching him fight a bison and he was doing really well. Obviously, it's early days, but I was like, I can kind of see how this matchup. I don't know who's gonna who's gonna have the favor. Looks like Honda could kind of survive and weather the storm against Bison. Like, so like these characters are shaking up the meta. They all play very like way different. Right. And even there was this awful, terrible leak that that just ruined. And I, it sucks for them that it ruined their marketing plans. And as a marketer, I know how much work you have to put in for this stuff. It sucks. You spend a lot of time and money. Um, and it makes it really depressing when something leaks like this. Uh, at the same time, everyone's really enjoying these characters. And this is the first time I think where people have said all three of these characters were out of the gate. They're strong. Like even if they're not like good, they at least have something to equal the playing field. And they may not like Honda may not be like top 10 or even top 15, but he can make some stupid shit happen, which is really important for what we were talking about with fighting games. Like making players have fun. I do like that. He can cancel the overhead into Ocho. I I like that. A great deal. Stupid. Uh, I think that that's fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> however, you did say something that I'm, I'm actually not sure I agree with, and it's What's that, that I, I don't actually think that the leak ruined people's excitement. I think that at least from what I saw mm-hmm. uh, on our Street Fighter, and from what I've seen people on other social media is like, oh, word, cool, like we get these cool new characters, awesome. And uh, like hmm. again, shout outs to uh, the people who work at Capcom, the yeah. our friends there, who were like busted their fucking ass to be like, okay, now we have all these things split out. We can play them during commercial breaks, which there are a lot of if you watch Evo straight through. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we'll just get to play it a bunch of times now instead of the one time. We guess maybe that's what we're on to. So like sh- again. Shout outs to everyone who's on that team, who yeah. I, especially the people I talked to this weekend who were like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of sucks. And I'm like, Hey, like there's still a lot of, it, it looks to be like these characters have been received so positively, like already before people could actually get their hands on them that I, I don't know if it matters or not. I don't think that this is the thing that's going to bring oh, someone again. Here's the other thing. 
the announcement at Evo is not going to mm. bring in new ca- new players. And here's yeah. where here's where I was for wrong. every game to be honest, if for with new characters and stuff like that. Here's where I was actually very wrong is that I predicted I I went I I shot my shot top of the moon was like you know what let's see like brand new fucking game new critical arts whatever the fuck. None of that shit makes any sense if you make it if you put it into the plan of the CPT season. Right. Total sense that we would just get characters uh, before at this particular juncture. Uh, and then maybe come November, we'll get like, hey, something like something is on the horizon. And then big Capcom Cup. Hey, like final season's coming at you. Here's what it is. Omega mode. Who gives a fuck? I don't know what that shit looks like. <laughs> but then let that play out and then have that be like its own year maybe there's a balance change halfway through where it's like, okay, yeah, we kind of did fuck up Lucy a little bit. She's a little bit strong. Uh, yeah. Let's give her a little bit of nurse. Uh, maybe that happens. I don't know. That makes sense to happen at like next year come this time or, or whatever. Yeah. Or like actually like new costumes or whatever the fuck people keep talking about street fighter six that I still think is buck wild. I don't think that shit's going to be, I don't think that shit's real yet at all. That yeah, might I exist think in, in like a, a document somewhere where someone wrote down street fighter six question mark. <laughs> and then like a businessman wrote next to it, like money question mark, <laughs> like money, how money, how like is PlayStation funding this? And they're like stadia. Oh no! Stadia, yeah. Oh, Street Fighter God. Six on the Stadia. What's good? Let's get it. Please, let's get it going. No. Let it rock. Let oh it, God! Let's just good money after bad. Let's just throw throw in, dude. Let it ride. Let that money ride. Let's just get out the game. What's good? Uh, Actually, real quick tangent. Did you? <laughs> this is something I just saw today. They sold in like the past three months six hundred k copies. Of Street Fighter Five, yeah, like I just saw on their annual well, report or whatever report or whatever it was, they had, they had updated it, and I, I, updated, I forget, yeah, I forget yeah. what the what the time period of that is, but I believe it was like, like just three months or something like that. It was like yeah. a short period of time, or maybe four. Six hundred, six hundred k, a lot of like, people. and if you and you think about their business model, like people are like, well, how do they make money if they're not like at four thousand or four million or whatever, or even more than that? Because all they want to do is put a copy of the game in your hands. Because they know you're gonna buy a Chun Li costume or seven, and they've then they've made a ton of money from that, and they don't care that you get it used or get it for five bucks because they're gonna make their money back when you buy Chun Li costumes and other DLC and stuff yeah. like that. Here's the game thing of service. Yeah, here's the thing that I keep telling people within the industry that I feel like they just don't like people just don't fucking understand this, and I see it literally every day, where I keep telling people, hey there's still a fuck ton of people who play street fighter five and a lot, a lot of brand new players still to this day. And I know this because I'm still selling copies of geese gym. I wouldn't <laughs> be selling copies of geese gym. If people weren't learning how to play street fighter, like right? This fucking month, I wouldn't be doing that. And yet here we are. It, it's it like, I, there's there's no reason for people to give me USD for the, to to submit to me their legal tender. There's no reason for people to do that unless new players are playing the game or new people getting into it. There's still a lot of people who play Street Fighter and a lot of new players who want to learn how to play Street Fighter. Like, 
it's like the furthest thing from a dead game I can think of. Like it's just it's not insane. fucking happening. Like it's it's still it, it, it's a, it's a strong fighting game, and and I don't I don't I don't know if like the people's opinion of that in like public forums matches up with like what is actually happening. It's one of those things where I keep yelling at people. I'm like, yo, there's still a ton of people who play this game. Uh, years after its release. And I think it's in a pretty decent place right now. And I think it's going to be in a great place come Capcom Capcom Cup, the end of the year. Let's see that announcement. It's coming. Yeah. I know well, it they is. Have two. They have two announcements. They said they said one in November, one in December. Oh, did they? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes so sense. Even more stuff. Like, so good on them for, for, for you know, hitting that goal. That's how the business works. Like, it's about the DLC. Like, yeah. Someone's got to keep those, those servers spinning. Uh, but all right. But yeah, good characters. I love them, and they're awesome. Yep. I, I don't know if I'll play them personally. I, I people know me as a person who plays a lot of the characters in the cast. I I really never stick to a main. Usually it's Bison, but I'll flip around to other characters. They may not be my cup of tea, but I love that they're in the game. Like yeah. great stuff. So yeah, I think it's great that yeah, all these characters are great. I they look fun. I I dig them all. I think Lucia's design is a little weird. Why is she wearing yeah. thigh highs? You don't need no thigh. Uh, does Kevlar thighs? I submit to you, Kevlar yeah, thighs. Are they are they, are they uh, bulletproof? Let's let's. Uh, may, I mean, I don't know. It's it's you know you look at the the final fight designs and it's like it's kind of in line with that kind of goofiness, that like weird final fight kind of thing. Like that's what a final fight character would, would wear. But those at the same ha- time, it's like those, those hams uh, are bulletproof. Trust me. Man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm glad E Honda slaps his ass. That's very good. I, I yeah, like they brought back the ass slap. Yes. Yeah. yeah, big fan of that. You know I am. Let's do that on ESPN. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, other than that, uh, I do think I need to eat. A ha- I I will need to eat a hat at some point because Guilty Gear, uh, new Guilty Gear announcement came. I did not expect that. And I also, either. that game looks like the most. It is the most beautiful video game I've ever seen with my eyes. So, uh, like, not even beautiful fighting game. Most beautiful video game I've ever seen. It's so smooth now. It's, what are the, I guess you're uh, using uh, Unreal Engine 4, but whatever. Like, it looks so good. Oh, it's so good. Can't it's so wait good. For it. The way that they, they pan the camera a little bit, and it's like, it's 2D, but then it, like, slightly reveals the 3D aspect of it is just... It's so good to look at, and the character designs are so good. Uh, Tekken had some good announcement. Leroy, when I when I first saw Leroy, that my initial thought was there are so many people who are like, I know this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is <laughs> like as him. a as as a black male, I'm like, yes, this is what I wanted to be as a child. Like growing up, like yeah. I want to end up like Leroy. Like that's yeah. where I want to be at the like when I'm 60 or 50. Like I want to be like Leroy. Like this badass african dude he's sick white dreads like that guy looks like a dude i dreamed up when i was a kid like exactly. that's why I, that's why i want to be later on in life he's like, like that was perfect on key he's like uh a character from like the boondocks that from, like this is a character from the boondocks right i don't watch right. i've not watched all that show i'm pretty sure he's a character on the boondocks right right yeah but for <laughs> sure for sure they they definitely lifted but i'm you know we lifted. let it rock because it was it's such a great design and it shows how yeah. in key they are with the community so i really oh, I, yeah. I i love that i love that announcement uh zafina whatever you know who cares about that it's all about leroy <laughs> i mean honestly as she looks fine she looks fine yeah. 
I, I don't necessarily know the lore. Apparently, like, Harada initially made that character in the first game that she was in, and then there was, like, a big, hard redesign uh, by someone else uh, on the dev team. So, like, and Harada was like, yeah, like, I fucked up with this one, but this was fixed. And then he's like, but, yo, I went hard on Leroy. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. And then, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. You, I'm sure you did. Yeah, uh, he's invited <laughs> the cookout. Yo, for sure, Harada, if you're listening to this, and I know you are, everybody, you can get a plate. You can come get a plate. Come through. We'll put, we'll come put, through get a plate. Everything on there. You got the slaw, get the ribs. We got you, bro. We got you. You can yeah, come through. Man. That would be that'd be really something else to see. Uh, oh my god, it's so good. Uh, I'm a fan, a big fan. Uh, that would be quite good. Uh, all right, I think that that unless there's anything else Eva related that that you'd want to talk about before. Uh, before I before we bounce, I just want to say. Evo is a place where you do not, if you're new to Evo, you've never been to Evo, you're going to go there to compete in your tournament. There's a minimal amount of casuals. You'll have to find some sweets to play. I'm just keeping it real. You're not going to go there like it's not like Combo Breaker where you are able to play for 24 hours. Maybe that'll change next year, but that's how it was this year. So it's like you're meeting your friends and family. It's like a, a convention kind of thing. I heard from a unnamed source that there may be is someone interested in bringing some casual setups to some after hours next year perhaps hmm. in a in a public space that people could go to i'm not oh. saying who i won't say exactly uh who who might have said that, or the bird who is who has whispered that upon my ear Ooh, i'm okay. just saying there that particular aspect which i agree with uh it actually is kind of hard if you aren't like if you don't have the in if you can't get invited to the suite the yeah. casuals are tough <laughs> after hours uh specifically at evo there are a lot more tournaments that do that much better i think combo breaker is the best one that that does that perfectly oh for uh, sure tons of of casual setups for people to get games in like which is ideal for a player uh but also it's evo it's a spectacle it's a spectacle, and but it really same, is. Mm, let me ask you this: uh, so Here's something that I think Evo would benefit from. Why the fuck are we in an arena on day three? Yeah. Why can't yeah. we be in the same kind of large? Because it's a sold out arena that is only at most half filled throughout the day because mm-hmm. of how fighting game interest works. Uh, and crossover between all that shit. No one's gonna sit in that arena, that loud as fuck arena all day. Oh god, I couldn't. Right. Like even being there for even sitting through one, one finals, you're like, oh, oh, just draining. I can't, like it, and it's not necessarily even like when they play like the the finals themselves, but like the commercials that they play inside the theater. They like they're like what commercial time. 11? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, b- boost. Give it the boost. Give it the boost. And yeah, it's some just, of them were definitely louder than the other ones. Like, oh I'm like, oh. God, it, it is the most, like, physically draining because it's it's something I don't give a fuck about, right? I can't right. be bothered to pay attention to this shit. And Evo's like, pay attention! <laughs> Look at our shit! And I'm like, ah, uh, I can't. Ah, uh, no. I can't. Uh, no. No, I can't. I have to step out. I have to. 
uh, I have to pee now. This is I have to leave the, the the theater. This is, but what if it was in the same? Sh- it would allow vendors to sell more shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would allow more casual setups to happen during the event. Like it would it brings more foot traffic into the event. Hundred percent of the time, you don't need and this. More big people are happy. Fuck. You don't need the big fuck. It's like it's nice, I guess, for the players because it is a big. It's the biggest stage that there is that you can ever be on in fighting games. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it they own that fucking stage. They could just use it inside the space they've already rented for the previous two days. Just, or. I say rent that space. Oh, you can keep the spectacle, whatever, I guess, because some people might want that. Or you can, I mean, you can do that. And then also that space that you've rented out, run out for one more day. Have a viewing party for people who don't want to sit in that loud ass ah. music that maybe want to go in and play the casuals. Let the artist alley run another day. Let run. people sell their stuff. People like spectate maybe because you know how many people I've ran into so many people that were like, yeah, I just I just watched it in my suite because it was too loud, or yeah. I don't want to pay the the money, whatever. It's impressive. So you can, it sucks. yeah, yeah. Or you could you could sit there and play casuals with a ton of people while you're watching Evo together and just like chilling out. Like that would it would solve so much to have that space open for one more day, and then people could just go off and do the you know if they wanted the arena they can, or they, or they could do the arena for a game and come back and play some casuals. Like that'd be so sick. Just leave it open. Place for people to go, uh, like. The year before they switched over to, well, they didn't, they didn't go to Mandalay directly. It was like they did the convention center, which was on the other fucking side of the strip, and then Oof. Mandalay Bay. But like when they had it in the Paris, you remember that? Uh, I never went. Okay, this is so, actually my first year. People don't know. This is my first year going to Evo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Word. Okay. So, like, years before, it was in uh, 2015 uh, in the Paris. They had, like, the main room. Where it was like, this is where the big the big loud is. And then mm-hmm. the side room, which was actually where most pools happened throughout the day. Uh, no, there were, it, pools happened in both rooms, but like they had like a viewing party, let's say. And they still right. kept vendors open in the in the side room. Right. And the big and they had the big main stage. Granted, you had to like buy a separate pass to get into the main stage, which I thought was kind of bullshit but same time no biggie totally fine at least you're using that part you know like yeah they're using the space like there's there's nothing stopping them from putting on a great show a great show they could they have all of the stuff they've got all the shit they need to put on a great show all the spectacle that they need just have it in a place where everyone can go or just allow people to continue to use a space allow because i heard a lot of artists in artist alley who were like yeah like kind of didn't do great because people didn't realize that i had to close down so early on on saturday and well now people are still here but also i can't sell any shit so it's like well what do you fucking do like i that's hard that's tough right she she was like closed down before top eight that's what I, yeah. Or before, like, uh, sorry, top, like top 32. Six, like yeah, yeah. 32 was running and Wait. people were like, I'm done. But there were still a fuck ton of people in that room. So it's like, well, what the fuck do you do? Like, I don't know. Like, that shit's kind of stupid. Like, let it let it run. Hoping uh, to see some changes next year, to be honest. Here, here's like my gut check thing is that as like a player and like a, a fan of fighting games, I'm a fan. 
big fan of fighting mm-hmm. games. Like, uh, Evo is getting less and less attractive as it is. Hopefully it changes next year for the better. Uh, but I will say that there are a ton of other events throughout the year that are totally worth going to. Uh, oh, very much so. There's so many. Like, there's there's a big tournament nearly every week all around the world. I, I don't know. I, I actually guess I have to say this. So, like, yo, the the major in China, actually. Uh, oh, the Hong Kong premiere? The Hong Kong premiere is no longer a premiere. Uh, that was announced. Was that announced this morning? Um, uh, that was yesterday, I believe. I or maybe no it was this morning. Yeah. I have no One idea of those about records. times. Uh, Same. Yeah. It's, it's, it, if I could get any rest, I swear to God. Uh, but the eSports Festival Hong Kong is removed from the Pro Tour, uh, citing, I guess, protests was the, was the main issue there. Right. Uh, they were worried about like quote unquote safety. And I, I honestly don't know enough about that particular region of where the tournament was taking place to say whether or not that is true. But I, what I will say is that I saw a lot of players from that region be like, this is terrible. This is Mm -hmm. like, cause they, because they feel as though it is not an unsafe place. I would even argue, as someone who is in the U.S., as someone who last year at this time was telling people, hey, don't worry about going to Evo, even though there was a mass shooting last week at Las Vegas, where the most people who, like, in the history of the U.S. died in a mass shoot. Don't worry about that one, folks. I literally was saying that into this microphone last year about that fucking nightmare of a... And guess what? We have the most p- tournaments in, on U.S. soil, so eh, who gives a fuck? Am I right? <laughs> Mass shootings, am I right? <laughs> I mean, like, we told people, when people said they were going to go to the DR, the other people were like, well, you know that, that there's crime there, and there's, there's, there's drug lords and stuff, and I'm like, right, but we also live in the U.S., so I, have you seen the shootings that happen pretty much every week? Like... Have you seen you understand like, our, that, right? t- like how there is a very casual response to <laughs> mass shooting or potential mass shootings of which is so casual that you're just like, how, why, like, how is this normal? Like, and then mm-hmm. we get, we're just like, oh, protests. Well, that's, we've got to pump the brakes on that one, folks. Yeah. That's uh, the one that thing that should be feared, huh? Like yeah. it, uh, you know, you know, that's just American sensibilities. So, uh, it, it, that's like the the unfortunate part is that you know I don't know I don't even necessarily want to get into it but it's one of those things where I have seen people reply to me uh, and the way that our team moderates where it's like people are like you got it man I just wish it was like you could have video games I just want to enjoy video games not talk about <laughs> politics it's like yep. fucking guy saying that is a political statement first and foremost <laughs> like <laughs> And also, like the and also, I fucking wish we didn't have to talk about this shit. Am I right? I I fucking wish that I didn't have to think about this at all. But unfortunately, like this is the position where I, that that I that continually find myself in is like yeah, that's reality though. Like, what are the issues of, of today that I 
I need to be informed upon in order to have a intelligent opinion on uh, to get that information out there. It's just, I fucking wish I didn't. Uh, but anyway, folks, uh, don't want to end on that sour note. Fighting games are great. Are something so great. Uh, They're absolutely beautiful. Congratulations to the cham- Evo champion. Uh, Bonchan, he fucking deserves it. He's had mm-hmm. one hell of a year. Got married this year. He's, he's got all. Shout out to Anna. She's, she's yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you meet Anna for the first time this year? I haven't, but she's been my correspondence with him. Oh, you didn't meet her? Was no, she... I haven't. This oh, was man. last year that I first started talking to her. I actually sent questions to her. I was like, can you interview Bonchan for me for my crappy little medium article? She's like, sure. She's like, I, I can translate them for you if you need to. And I'm like, yeah, yes. she, she's the best. She's the best. It was one of those things where as soon as we, I don't know if I've said this into this microphone, but as soon as we posted the born free sponsorship and mm-hmm. born free was like, I want this to honor bond Chan and that interview that I did because our street fighter has sent me out. And that was a very important interview for my channel. And I was like, hell yeah. As soon as we did that, she was, like within minutes of us posting that she was like, Oh, these on her bond chan, send that shit over. Let's for the whole family. And just like, or, like round them up. It was like, damn, she just like, she was right in it right off the bat. And she's like living in Japan time, right? Like not yeah. even on like us prime time. She was like awake and like, it, it must've been like 6am for her where she was like, or six. Ooh. she's like, Oh shit. Sick. Where, <laughs> like, send that. Shit. And it was before I could even be like, "Yo, like, we'll, we can just like bring this shit." To, like, you don't have to. And she was like, "Don't worry, I love Bonchan." I'm like, all right, you're the best. She's the Damn, best. Okay. Uh, she she also translates my articles too for Red Bull to uh, in Japanese. Where? So there's a whole audience that I get this that that gets to see me talk my mess. Like, that's incredible. Like, uh, she's I'm so great. One of the unsung heroes. Uh, Honestly, seriously. All right. Anyway, folks, that's a good note. That's a show. Uh, anything else you want to... Where can people find you on the internet? Where do you want to send people? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at underscore Sankola. Um, and really, that's really about it. You can find my articles on Red Bull. Um, if, I, don't, I don't think you can search me, but the majority of the Street Fighter ones are done by me. So you know, look for those if they say Ryan Collins or whatever. And uh, my medium uh, is at Ryan Collins. Um, so yeah, you can look at my stuff there or, you know, learn to mute me. Cause I say a lot of weird stuff on Twitter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Find the right words that, that mute the, the, the proper channels. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks. And again, you can find me at super Joe Monday on twitter.com or at red SF. And again, I will reiterate if you are a woman in the F of the FGC and you have a story to tell, uh, please uh, record a short video, be it on the phone, be it on like your stream setup, be it just audio. If you need help doing any of that, please get in contact. Uh, send that story to rsfradioquestions at gmail.com. Again, that's rsfradioquestions at gmail.com. Uh, or just get in touch with me any other way. It just, it, again, if you want to just write in and have your story told that way, perfectly okay. I want you to be, uh, have full control over how your story is told. That's, that's what I want for. I'm, but I'm thinking next week. Uh, we'll see how that goes is, is my, 
like I don't know how much free time I have versus how much I'll need to be editing. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully there's a ton to edit. That is, that's the hope. Uh, but that's the show, folks. Again, catch this show every Thursday uh, for another edition of RSF Radio. Uh, the tournaments are spinning up again, so catch us next Monday for sure and Fridays. Uh, but that's the show, folks. Until next time, take care. <laughs>